Hello everybody, welcome to this Wolves Fancast special. We're going to look at the team of the decade, uh, 2010 to 2019. What a decade it's been at Wolves. We've probably seen players that we never thought we'd see in our wildest dreams and players we'd never thought we'd see in our wildest dreams. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, I think there's when the, the second bunch are probably far more appropriate to Wolves than uh, That's going to be the fun one, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what we're going to do, we're going to do we're going to try and put together the not so definitive team of the decade from Fancast. Uh, later on we're going to look at the worst team of the decade as well, and if we've got time, we're going to also look at uh, some of the best and worst moments of the last uh, 10 years. Right, here are the rules, gentlemen. We're going to try and negotiate like a good Brexit plan. A team together. God is looking at me like, don't mention that again. Well, you know, how are you going to get it through the, your voting committee? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's it. Um, so we're going to try and put a team together from our picks that we made from our own teams. The rules are you can only have up to three picks per generation of teams. So people from like the McCarthy era, uh, Jacket, Lambert, uh, Zenga, if you want to count it. Solbacken. Solbacken. If there's anyone in there. Yeah. Uh, Nuno, for example. Because what we found in the group chat and when we talk to anybody, the team of the decade is basically the team now. So it doesn't really make it fun for to do something like this to make it like that. Nope. No. Absolutely uh, not. On the Twitter version we did, it was basically the same team bar Steerman. So, yeah. So took the fun out. And it's a 4 4 2 formation as well. So we're going for that. We're not going oh, for this. Mike Bassett. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're not going for Nuno's formation. We're going for a standard four-four-fucking two. So is this if Sam Allardyce took over Wolves? Basically, like, talk yeah. about his four-four-two. Yeah, Allard- this is Aladici. Aladici. This, this yeah. is ten years time when Wolves put the Masters team together. Yeah. And Allardyce is in charge. He puts four-four-two on, <laughs> and he's doing this. Right. Let's start with goalkeepers first, gents. We've had some good goalies over the years. You've got people like Hennessy, Akimi. Uh, you've got Patricio at the moment, and people like John Ruddy as well. Who did people pick in there? For their goalkeeper for team of the decade. Bear in mind, I don't know whether people have been quite tactful with trying to get certain players in, so they've had to almost get rid of certain players, if you know what I mean. Well, I thought about that, to be honest with you, and I kept just crossing it out and just coming back to Rui Patricio. Um, I know, like we say, there's only three players of the generation, and granted that. You know, the team of the decade is probably this team that's playing now. Well, it's not even an argument, really. Um, but in terms of a goalkeeper and his quality, I just found it so hard to let like leave him out. That was the problem with it. I was thinking, I don't think anyone really... Well, no one does come even close to him. Yeah. And I think that more so this season, he's growing as a player for Wolves. And he's, you know, he's making some fantastic saves and winning his points this year. So... Boringly, I've gone with Rui Patricio, unfortunately. So one for Pat. What have you gone for a goal? Um, I looked at it from the perspective that, again, trying to, you know, wriggle things around yep. with uh, your your criteria, yep. gaffer. Um, <laughs> but I also looked at it from the perspective that, you know, over the whole decade, who do I think of when I think of Wolves' number one yep. goalkeeper? Um, and I felt most pertinently... We, there is there's a reason why we don't actually have a number one anymore, and it's yep. because of Carly Kimi. Um, so that he he was my pick. I think he was part of um, the kind of renaissance of the club. Yeah, uh, obviously through the the middle uh, of this decade and ability wise, I I have him up there with not maybe not quite Patricio, but as good as Wayne Hennessy yep. was at any point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Era. Um, 
I remember some really, really, um, you know, star performances from him. Um, if we think about the FA Cup run that we had under Lambert, yes. Um, unfortunately, didn't get to play at Anfield, but um, great performance in the comms box, from what I remember. Uh, um, <laughs> he was he was going pretty mentally. Uh, Stoke was it Stoke? Stoke away? He played Stoke, yeah. brilliantly. Stoke, yeah. He played brilliantly, but he was injured for the Anfield game. Um, as was thankfully Andy Lonergan, but we'll get on to him later. <laughs> yeah. um, there was that time when he got dropped out of the team because Martinez came in. Yeah. And when Martinez, I think, got injured and Akimi came back on, the roar at Molly yeah. was just this relief. Of, hey, finally. <laughs> he was, he's very much the whole, you know, he's one of our own kind of thing. Yeah. And given what's happened to him over the you know last couple of years as well, he, he's not really had anything to celebrate mm. as part of the Wolves team, apart from winning League One, I think. Yeah. So it'd be nice to just kind of commemorate him in, in that way, I think. I also went for Akimi. I think partly it was tact- tactful because uh, there was certain players I wanted in that wasn't Patricio. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. So I, all the reason you said good is on that. I'm for that. That's why I picked Akimi on mine. So I think we're going to have to go for majority on this. I think we're going to have a tie break. Yeah. Can I not uh, like, sort of protest like Brexit and all that? Can I not just throw my toys out of the pram? Uh, no. No. But I d- <laughs> on Akimi, though, I did actually see him on a Saturday night. Um, at Dig with Dining Club and shook his hand and had a nice little chat with him. My wife's met him there. It's exactly the same place. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he must frequent it quite regularly. So yeah, lovely was he chap. Family or he was with a couple of his friends. Lovely, lovely yeah. chap. Had yeah. a chat with him. Shook his hand. Um, granted, had a few too many drinks, but you know, <laughs> you know, he just wanted a chat. And as soon as he found out we're Wolves fans, just you know, really nice guy. So I'm not going to argue with that. And you know, what a man to go through what he's gone through and real ambassador for the club. So and go get his book as well. Why not me? He's out now. Yeah. Go get that book. Absolutely. Uh, right, so in goal we've got Akimi. Let's start with the defence then. Let's start with left back. Uh, names over the years, I've, I've noted down here, could people like Johnny of course now, but Douglas, Goldborn, Doc did play there as well. He got a player of the season at that position as well. Left back. What are people picking, Gully? I'll go with you first. Um, again, caveat with the, uh, the whole, you know, trying to fit people in from different areas. Yeah. But I actually thought about it I don't think we've been very well blessed in, in that no, part no, of the pitch over really. the last 10 years and the first player who I thought who really um, made the position his own and stood out as good as Scott Goldman was good for a, a spell but was uh, Barry Douglas Yeah, um, I think he looked like the first kind of full back slash wing back who would actually impact the th- final third of the pitch yeah. and which you know, in the modern era of football, is so important, but we've never seemed to have someone who would get down the wing and actually, um, you know, create goals. Yeah. Um, and and uh, his one season with us was as good as you could hope mm. for from that position. Set um, pieces, so good, yeah. unbelievable. And he came from nowhere. I yeah. remember. Was he? he was it? Tra- he was in Poland. Poland. He was in Poland. Poland. Yeah. He'd won the Polish cup, I think, the year before he arrived. But uh, you, again, good point. Uh, I can't remember us having a, a specialist set piece taken no. before Douglas arrived. Actually, no, no, <laughs> and then it's just followed with Neves and Martinez. Yeah, yeah, got a bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. about it. But no, you're right. And uh, the uproar as well when we were we got rid of him when we went to I, promote I, it. People I were like, will, oh, why have we got rid yeah, of him? I will say he was a man for that season, but not for mm. thereafter. I don't think he would have stepped up to the level required. And I don't think I think you've seen Nuno, you know, vindicated in his decision by the fact that he's not been that prominent for Leeds mm, um, yeah. either so but he did exactly what the club required him to do when he came in and that's so. that's the kind of ruthless system we need from the club as well going forward yeah, is bring yeah, the people in you need for now and then move on if, if you don't need but them. a memorable player yes yeah, definitely. Uh, so Douglas gets one vote Jordan who'd you go for so I've shoehorned someone in here okay. and only for his versatility and I think 
a little bit like Okeem before I actually did for the club. And I think, again, he probably didn't get the recognition that he might have deserved or I believe he deserved. And that's Sam Ricketts. Mm. So, obviously, he came to Wolves at our lowest ebb and he came in and, you know, we were in complete free fall. Um, you know, very versatile defender, came in under jacket. And for me, that season, he epitomised what we were about. Um, mm. You know, he was a, just like, you know, an old head with a very young team and for me he just led that team brilliantly along with Jacket and granted there was a few of us there mm. but again not good he said with Hakimi he won League One with us but he was a for me anyway he was a pivotal part of where we are now and I think that we sort of forget how quickly we've accelerated mm. to where we are now but you know what in our darkest days in our generation I guess um yeah, Ricketts was the leader of that and really turned it around. It was, so for me, I'm pigeonholed him there. It was probably one of the strongest captains we've ever had, I think, as well. Like you said, he came in at the... At, that was the type of captain we needed at the time of where we were and got told, I think, when we had Johnny Phillips on a few weeks ago, got told, basically, in training, before in front of everybody else, oh, by the way, this is a captain. What? Yeah. So And, for, you know, Douglas was, you know, 100% in my thoughts with that, but it was the fact that he was there for one season and I think, you know... Rick, Again, you're looking at the impact. I think in that Douglas team, Douglas was absolutely brilliant. But I think Ricketts had a you know a very well, he had a big impact on the team, yeah. and he you know he he led us to glory. So for me, he gets my vote on that. So I went for Goldborn on mine, partly again to try and shoot people in. But I, I think kind of kind of your point, Goddy, as well, is that I felt that at the time we hadn't had a, a, a solid left back, and when we got to League One, it, he just felt like a natural fit. Yeah, did really well. And great, yeah, hair. great hair, great, great hair. hair, yeah, yeah. I, I um, always remember the hair <laughs> yeah. dudes, yeah. and just yeah, another player really comfortable on the ball, yeah. fitted the system really well. Um, not a player that you would have imagined, you know, coming to Wolves. To be honest, no, he, he dropped down. Yeah, he'd been they? down to Exeter, I think, or something. Yeah. Um, and you know, Jacket, he knew those kind of levels really, really well, and obviously mm. spotted him, you know, from having probably played against him. Yeah. Uh, a number of times and uh, he was a really really tidy footballer mm. in general playing his trade at Shrewsbury at the minute now as well yeah yeah, yeah. which is nice with Sam Ricketts yeah, Ricketts. Yes. Sam Ricketts there you go there's so, a plug um, going back to Ricketts I mean yeah. I've actually got him in um, my team as well but not at that ah, point. So, ok we'll know. get on to that one so how do we now how do we decide <laughs> this three different there's players there's a flaw in this plan yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to change my decision to okay. Douglas to be honest I feel like I think Douglas was a close second Okay. Um, for me, so uh, you know, he he would by all means he was a better footballer than Sam Ricketts. Okay, but I put Sam Ricketts in for sentimental reasons, so I could agree with Douglas as well. Okay, I think this is going well so far. This is calm, yeah. calm negotiations. Yeah. It's we're going gonna, well for me. Anyway. We're going to get <laughs> right. We're put, we're, put, we're putting Douglas in at left back. Okay, so two centre backs now. We're going to do back to back. Loads of names over the years: Craddock, Berrers, uh, to your Bennett's now, to your Danny Bart, to your Stearmans, Bolly, Cody, and says and. And many more. Two players, gentlemen. Um, I'll start with mine. I went for Bolly and Stearman straight away. Bolly, I just think, probably one of the best, if not the best centre-backs we've had in many a time. And Stearman, not just because of the hair, but again, I just thought him and Craddock in the middle at the early start of the decade did really well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think for me, so again, I want to state Bolly's by far the best centre half in the last yeah. ten years, but I couldn't get him in just because of I've got a few Nuno players further <laughs> forward. Same. Like don't wrong, Bolly would be in the best eleven. Yeah. So I went with Stearman and yeah. Craddock. Okay, yeah. Um, so again, with Stearman, local lad, he's come, you know, 
from the Premier League to League One back up again and you know he was a real real stalwart for us and you know he I don't really think he was ever fantastic at any point in a Wolves shirt mm. for me personally but you knew what you're getting out of him yeah. and I feel like especially that League One season um, him and Bart put a, you know put together a cracking partnership and even that season with Jacket the following year oh, the playoff chase the playoff season. chase yeah, yeah, yeah you know I thought that they were solid enough um, so that's why Stearman got my vote in there um, with Craddock in terms of again sort of late nought, well like late 2000s he obviously came into the club but um, again more so just as captain and leader of that team um, I just I just love what he epitomised and what he was about as a person it was as proper, well proper old school Terry Butcher bandied round the head yeah oh, don't get wrong like again he had his limitations but he you know he always put 100% in there and I remember him scoring two away at the Britannia which you'll never get you <laughs> yeah. know, for that I'll always love him for that alone so that's where I've gone with Stearman and credit for me on Stearman I just remember the agony when we were told we were selling him was it before someone like Bristol City at home or something he got player of the season the next, like four games to the next season he was being sold to Fulham and was like why are we selling the player of the season the next season we get told we're loaning him back from yes. Fulham and they're like the exit oh yes we've got Stearman back but they never really did anything that season today I think I, this is why I, I, I don't really get the Stearman thing I, I don't think I've ever been my best memory of Stearman was the year we got promoted under McCarthy mm. um, 08-09 I felt like that was his best season yeah. as a Wolves player um, from then on I just remember him trying to do Cruyff turns getting bullied because he just wasn't that strong and <laughs> just not thinking he was that good I, I don't know um, I always remember that video that went around when we beat West Brom 3-1 and he tried to run the length of the pitch and he just kind of fell over that's my memory of yeah. <laughs> no he was very again don't get me wrong he was quite clumsy but I don't know for me he was like he was in that team for a long period and I feel that the fact that the loyalty he showed when we went down to League 1 whether you want to say his, his ability was League 1 or not or what you know he, might, he, he went up and down the leagues so that's why I've put him in there. Um, again, I think when you see my selections, you'll see. Good I str- you've I got, yeah, here we go. I did struggle with this. <laughs> yeah, because okay. I, I think again, going back to the point, we've not had many good centre halves. No, we have yeah. When you think of Willie Bolly, who was the last great centre half we had, it was probably Johnny Lescott. Yeah, and you're talking 100%. Fif- what 15 years yeah. ago that he's almost, yeah, yeah. It's a long time. So who've you gone um, for for so your two? I've gone Sam Ricketts as centre back. Yeah, um, and I've also gone for Danny Bart because at his peak. I thought in the yeah. as League One and that again that, that promotion that season. chasing se- uh, season um, when we finished seventh, brilliant. Um, League One he was clearly too good for the level. He yeah, had a couple was. of seasons there for mm. Sheffield Wednesday and I think one of the Colchester maybe. Yeah. Um, so he he was the right man to have at the heart of that defence alongside uh, Ricketts during that season. Um, and again, I think he's been harshly done in terms of his reputation as mm. a Wolves player I do as well yeah I, I think he gave his all for the club he made absolutely the most of his talent yeah. and you can't really knock anyone for that and I'm you know again he had his moments where he clearly wasn't um, you know playing well and you know when if you were to say that he was captain of a, a side aiming to be in the Premier League you, you can't really you know, back that up with the performances that he was putting in. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and Nuno obviously 
eventually decided that he wasn't quite going to be uh, of the standard that mm. he needed. Yeah. But for, for me, in that in Nuno system, he was a square peg in a round hole. When you'd think that's stupid to say that he's a centre half playing in a three, but he was never that good on the ball, was he? Yeah. Really. Um, but in terms of when under Jackie and so anything that was in the air. He'd he'd come and smash I everything. Remember, I can't remember. He didn't look. He never lost yeah. many. Even yeah. when we played, I think it was in the FA Cup when we played Chelsea at home against Diego Costa. Like he mm. loved that, mm. and that's where you see the best of him because he was yeah. physical and he needed to be kind of a hundred percent committed. And he couldn't play the kind of slightly withdrawn. No, no way that he was old school again. His style was old school, and he was the face of that revolution, that League One revolution. When yeah. we were trying to get back, he was the face of it, really. He was the I, local lad, wasn't he? Yeah. And I can say I did see him complete a few passes when you came into the Nuno team. He definitely had. <laughs> oh, yeah, it did. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that if you looked on Twitter, would you? No. <laughs> so we've got the difficult thing again, gents. Is we've got to pick... We've all gone for kind of different choices. Although, have you both gone for... No, you haven't got both. No, we've, we've, we've both gone for Stearman. So Stearman is one. Is one. Yeah. Who do we pick for that other choice? I think because Ricketts didn't make it at fullback, we should drop him in as a centre-half. Okay. I will be happy to. Yeah, and yeah. me. Uh, like I say, for sentimental reasons, I do think he he needs his. You need to doff his cap to him. Yeah, so okay. let's put pl- let's put so him in the centre and Ricketts mate the centre back uh, partnership. So right back then again, you could class Ricketts there. You've got people like Foley, Iorfa, uh, Doherty as well now. Uh, Gully, who've you gone for for right back? Uh, absolutely no brainer for me. This is is uh, Matt Doherty. Yeah, um, he's been present throughout the decade, which is. One of the well, yeah. I, I think he must be the only one who's really been yeah. there. Still one of the McCarthy, yeah. still yeah. one of the McCarthyites. Yeah, and uh, to see him come on, come on so far since uh, he, he was never a bad player. I never um, quite understood the flack he used to get mm. through some of the seasons um, in the middle, um, and even again, like he got shunted out to left back and still performed. Still, still one proud of the season, exactly yeah. brilliant and. Um, you know, he had that spell out of the team when Dominic Oyofa was, mm. was was in there, but eventually he, he just keeps coming back. He's, he's that he's that ultimate survivor. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to make it sound you know negative connotations. It's almost like a cockroach. You, you, can't, <laughs> you can't you can't get rid of him, can you? But um, when the world ends, there'll be cockroaches and Matt Dockers yeah. just uh, <laughs> s- surviving. But um, just a genuinely brilliant top class footballer yeah. now as well, and you can see the journey he's been on. Mm. And I wouldn't swap him for anyone in the world. He just me. keeps getting better and better. Doesn't it? And yeah. this system as well suits him so well. I couldn't imagine if you said to me seven years ago that Doherty would be attacking so much and be getting so many goals in the Premier League. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, he was my pick straight away on yeah. that position. What yeah, three out, three? three out of three. Um, oh, so what I was uh, with Doherty, I suppose he's the float of this three-person rule. But I was just going to argue his peak was when he he's got those goals at left back and yeah. that was going to be for me sure, oh, right, sure yeah. <laughs> that, that was that was my little that was my little cheat but yeah you know what there's no one other than Matt Doherty I remember that goal he scored at left back was, I think it was against Fulham when he scored like nearly like just inside like 40 yards yeah, or something, yeah on the floor as yeah, well yeah. which is incredible yeah. Yeah. you know ever present seeing it all and I think you know what he's getting he's getting better and better and I think that I think Gully's right really in terms of right wing backs in his position in the Premier League right now, the only one you'd arguably swap him out for is like Trent. Yeah, but mm. he, he, he's no disgrace. Like he's the quality he's got and the goals he scores and the so assists. He's so good, so good. Mm. 
And you can see why people are linked to him now. There's the Spurs last summer that were linked to him. I think I spoke to a Spurs fan a few weeks ago and they were saying they were still linked to him in, G- in January. If, having seen Serge Aurier this weekend, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> and he's still got... How old is he now, Doc? Like 27, 28. So he's still he's kind of got age yeah, on his side got still. He's got time. He's also got that weird kind of slow-mo but also quick-running style. Yeah. Where yeah. he doesn't look like he's sprinting, but he's also... Getting onto the ball very quickly. Yeah. I, I think it's his arms. His arms don't go the same pace as his legs. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. It's like, yeah. I, I feel don't. like he can sustain that into his late thirties, mm. so he should be all right. He'll be Roberto <laughs> Carlos kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, underrated shot as well. Yeah, he has got, uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a serious strike. Both footed as well. Yeah. yeah. Right, so we've got goal and we've got the defence all sorted. Let's move into midfield. Let's go to left wing firstly. People over the years, Jarvis to start of the decade. Now, I question what this was. Jacobs a left winger? Was he right wing? He used to play the 10 quite a bit. Yeah, he, yeah. Could, he was the front, well, one of but the yeah. front three. Yeah. Say, yeah, he definitely played yeah. there. Yeah. So I popped in there. Sacco as well is one of the obvious ones. There's probably more names. Jordan, left wing. I've gone Sacco. Yeah. Um, for the fact of, I mean, for myself personally, he used to frustrate the hell out of me because you could see that much ability in him. Um, and don't get wrong, he, he, the season he signed for us was probably, well, the worst year in Wolves history in mm. my generation of such. Um, but you know what? He stuck. He did stick with us. And I think we actually started seeing the best of him when we went out of League One into that, yeah. that championship season with the Dicko with Obi Sacco. And, um, he was unplayable. The he was like a Hollywood player, wasn't he? Like, yeah, like you yeah. said, like sometimes he wouldn't he, he wouldn't turn up and then last two minutes he would just produce something yeah. out of nowhere to win Man of the Match. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, you know, six foot two, like... Big, strong, left foot like an absolute sledgehammer, and I thought, yeah, within this team as well, where we're trying to shoe all in generations of that team and of that generation, who's probably well, arguably was the star player. Yeah. So that's why I've I've picked Sacco. You want to wouldn't want to face that shot from a free kick. It just seemed to be that fast. There was a goal. I don't know if the league one against Sheffield United where the goal actually yeah, moved. moved. Yeah, and I remember there was like his first ever game, which was Northampton away. We had blue in his hair, and he yeah. scored from like yeah. a mile away. And you thought, wow, yeah. we've got someone yeah. here. But yeah, Sacco was in my team. It was a no-brainer for me on left wing. Three out of three. Three yeah, out of three. Yeah. yeah. I just think he he when he was on it, he looked like the big kid in the playground. Yeah. Um, and especially in League One, it's just like just get off me and people would just be falling all over the place like a, a sniper in the crowd he's taking him out as as he's running past them uh-huh. and just the goals it really saddened me that we didn't get up the season that he ended up leaving us because yeah. I thought he could have gone on to have a genuinely good Premier League mm. career he had a couple of moments then when he, he started off he started yeah. at Palace quite well yeah, he scored he away right. to Chelsea he scored, I think. A, winner, I scored yeah. a winner against Albion wouldn't it yeah. I think yeah. at Sellers Park yeah. you know injuries obviously took their toll but if he'd have been part of that Magic three mm. uh, forwards with Dicko and Aphobia. I think you would, we wouldn't have necessarily even need to upgrade them the way they no. played together. Uh, no, no, no. Going into the Premier League, and you know, quite unfortunate that he didn't quite uh, enjoy the success that he could have had. Where is Saka still on Palace's books, or is he kind of out of contract? If they re-signed. Him, they re-signed him last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like the end, they had a six-month contract, yeah. didn't they? But I don't know where I he is think now. He might be out in in the wilderness, China, even or at, you know, the Middle I East. Do Jordan's going to do some googling, right? Jo- now. We need to know. Okay, P- so Sacco's a straight one, right? Two centre midfielders. Then look, you know, there's, over the years you've had people like Jack Price, Kevin McDonald. Um, we've got uh, people like Carl Henry at the start of the decade, Sace. But I th- let, let's just can we all agree on who I think we're going to agree on as one of the, the roles? 
what him. 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 Yeah. His holiness. His holiness. Let's all agree right now, I presume, Jordan, or have you not got him in there? Well I've got I've got one in there okay. and I think I've got one in there. basically my have you, mid, my have, midfield... you, have you got the greatest of all time in there? What, Zhao? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right, let's all oh, agree. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so do we need got... to even talk about that? So Matin look, Matino is just for me it Rolls Royce. He's he's just the, the greatest ever seen in I, my I, in my lifetime I still think Sunday, uh, Sunday gets top that's the best single player performance yeah I've seen in a wolf shirt because first half he was a bit mixed second half though I felt like it was he was unplayable he was just complete yeah. it, it, every, everything he did just came off and the the moment in the start of the second half I think where he he, he, turned, he had two players converging on him he just tw- he, he just twirled twirled out of it yeah. and just flipped it out to Doherty in between the two of them and you're just like why? how does he know that they're there <laughs> how does he know there's two players literally on top of him and just gets the ball away like, oh, there's um, the, I, I keep saying this I don't know if you've seen my tweets um, this week but they're doing the Guardians yes. Top 100 footballers yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're doing the countdown and every time they release a new set of players I'm just saying no Matinho no Matinho no Matinho there's players like Timu Puki there's Tammy Abraham's in there um, Gabby Gold's in there um, you know people have been taking the piss out of him is this of the last decade I'm assuming no the last uh, 12 months oh right okay and I just think he's got to be there people have to know about this yeah. I'm on like a one man campaign to make sure <laughs> he gets included somewhere along the line because he's a genius Team Team Joe yes all the way we Put- t-shirts Dave <laughs> t-shirts <laughs> get Bridget now yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was just, he's just, unbelievable. and the fact we got him for five million, is just still bizarre. And we got him for another couple of years as well. I'm hoping that when when the time comes for him to hang his boots up, and this is this will be really really time dependent. He almost becomes our Arteta, he becomes part of the coaching staff eventually, and let's see how he gets on at Arsenal. But you know, but I'm hoping that eventually he his influence will be within the club for years to come because if he can do that on the pitch whatever it takes yeah whatever whatever, whatever. yeah absolutely (laughs) I'm not going to mention any kind of you know offers or anything but whatever it takes (laughs) not like the fire festival have you seen fire festival documentary oh yes I have yeah yeah. that that level or not Um, well that didn't happen though did it no I'm not going to rule it out out. okay so Matinho for one the other centre midfielder then right so this is where for me I feel like it's going to get a little well, I don't think so in in this group, but definitely on Twitter. I've gone Dave Edwards. Okay. Yeah, okay. There we yeah, go. No, no, okay, I know that particularly already blowing his face at me. <laughs> so, Matinho, Edwards, <laughs> Matinho. Yeah. So how how would that Balance work? Just isn't yeah, right. exactly. As soon as I, as soon as I put it down, I looked at it. I thought, I don't know how that would work. Um, but you could argue he, over many years, at the levels, he was consistent and the right player. Right. Again, for me, did. I've probably gone a bit sentimental with some of my selections. And with Dave Edwards, again, by, near the end, well, at the end, I feel like he was getting a lot of unfair criticism mm. from the f- fans. Look, he was never going to fit into Nuno's team. He's not, well, he wasn't a passer of a ball, put it like that. But again, he sort of went up and down the leagues with us. Um, he always put 100% in for me. Scored a few crucial goals, give us some good memories like Leeds at home. I remember mm. and Man City in the Premier League where he scored the win against Joe Hart. And I think that he was, I'm not saying he was underrated, but probably undervalued by the mm. Wolves fan base just because of how much success we've had in recent times. That people, well, not ridicule, but sort of downplay how important a role mm. he was for us in that team. Well, in you know, in our time in that decade. So 
ability wise, he won't get in there for me. But mm. my Wolves eleven of the decade, he's in there. He always seemed to get in that corridor of uncertainty. He used to call like someone crossed the wall and he just zoom in, head it in straight away. Yeah, and by all means, there's there's been far more talented midfielders at the club, even probably in Dave Edwards' time. But for me, that's why I've put him in there. He's just I feel like he probably got a bit of unfair stick at the time of him going and looking back on it look he was with us for near enough 10 years wasn't yeah. he I think and yeah he was always one even when the times were you know even under that shit show under Dean Saunders and Solbacker and like <laughs> he was one of the ones that would still put his 100% in for me so yeah. that's why I put him there good I, th- I think Dave Edwards was a good player for us when um, we came back League One and when we came back into the Championship mm. um, before Phoebe signed he he used to play quite a bit in the midfield with Jack Price and yes. Kevin McDonald behind yeah. him. And I think he was good because for all intents and purposes, he did McDonald's running for him mm. and he'd get on the end of things, he'd yep. get goals and he worked in that system. I just could never get behind him as a footballer since almost the day he signed. I've got to mm. be honest. I've never, I've never, I always thought he was almost a hindrance to the way we want, the way we should have played. Oh, it would be a hindrance since this 4-4-2 as well. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, <laughs> he's leaving Joao on his own a lot. But, um, but he could do he, it. He that, that's, yeah. that's why... That's <laughs> Maybe why he will. You know what? I could... <laughs> Maybe it will. with Joao just sitting up and this could work. <laughs> but I just remember... In, I remember under the Lambert, in the Lambert era and he was getting in the team ahead of, you know, some seriously good players. Like, you know, Jack Price yeah. wasn't getting a game. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, I found it... I found it bizarre that, you know, you've got, you're trying to build a team around Dave Edwards. I just thought... I'm sorry. I don't know what <laughs> managers are seeing that that we aren't yeah, from yeah. the stands. And as much as yeah, he's been a servant. I just feel like we could have been a, a hell of a lot further up the ladder <laughs> if David <laughs> hadn't been playing so much. I'm just being honest. No, was he actually, one, yeah. was he one of those? Was it him and Foley that we bought from Luton when they had those financial problems? Yeah, we signed Foley a couple, maybe six months before or something. Mm. Yeah, and then then, then Edwards came Edwards in, scored in his debut, I think. Yeah, yeah, against Scunthorpe. Him and Ebanks, yes. Him and Ebanks both scored. So, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been there a long time. I suppose you could say that. And we had that. I always remember that uh, winning goal against Leeds as well when we needed three. Yeah, it away. great moment, yeah. amazing moment. And again, like I say, he was the right player for certain systems. Yeah, and I think he did have a really good spell um, under Jacket. But you know, it's like that. See, that his best season was a season that we just underachieved massively. And yeah. I feel like yeah, that's, I agree. That's a. It's it's almost. A symptom of the way we played, if you see what I mean. No, no, hundred you percent. Know, if if you're a good player in a good team and you you doing well, should be in a team that's you know yeah, yeah, directly of, of an influence to to a you know a good finish. Yeah. But, but but you've got a different choice, I'm sure. I have, yeah. I've is, got I've gone for Kevin McDonald. Yeah, yeah. I th- I just thought again, this was like the um, the Barry Douglas thing where. Central midfield had always been a problem position mm. for us for a long time. Um, we never seemed to have a player who could actually put their foot on the ball and play. But Dave Jones was was kind of, you know, that that kind of player. But at the same time, he never really seemed to be a consistent pick no, during no. his time at the club. Um, I liked him as a footballer, but when Kevin McDonald came from Sheffield United in the League One season, mm. again another player just that just kind of seemed like the big kid in the, in the playground yeah. when it came to League One. He'd just be holding on to the ball like for like mm. ages, it seemed, and yeah. waiting to pick the right pass. King uh, and three, eventually, yeah. King of three balls he was as well. He's just yeah. a brilliant footballer. He'd have the ball off the centre halves. Um, you know, under, he'd have a man on his back 
but just yeah. give me the ball. Just trust me. Just trust me. And that partnership with him and Afobi in the championship season as well. Yeah. Constant through balls to him. Yeah. yeah. Just works so him well. Him and Jack Price, I thought it was, yes. was a really Yeah, it was a very good partnership. Really good partnership. I would love to go back and look at Twitter from the Kevin McDonald days. I reckon people, Wolves fans talk about Kevin McDonald like they're about Matinho now. Yeah. And I think we'd have a laugh about it. <laughs> yeah, probably. But he was, he was that good in that he league was, one yeah. season. And like I say, in the, in the following season, he I, was that good. He was player of the season, wasn't he, in his first yeah. season as well. Yeah. I've gone for K-Mac as well. I just yeah. thought... He, like Ricketts did, right player, right time, slotted into that um, team so well and also was just great from the moment. Do you, uh, do you remember his day? I think he came off the bench. Was it, oh, it was a Sky Sports game. Um, Crawley, you might have been. Um, he came off the bench and we just um, that equalised. We were 1-0 up. And he just basically picked up the ball from the halfway line, ran forwards Ended up winning us a penalty and then Griffiths uh, Oh yeah, in like the 98th minute. Yeah, minute yeah, yeah something yeah. stupid like that. But that was literally his first involvement. He just thought, this is a guy who just takes responsibility. Mm. And oh, I just love seeing it. He's like, oh my God, a midfielder that can pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so K-Mac, straight in that team then. 2-1 yeah. vote. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry, Dave. No, no, you know, Dave Edwards, great man, but K-Mac was a better footballer. So <laughs> that, that, that's the long and short of it, it. There you go. Uh, right, right wing then. Uh, people have ears. Uh, James Henry. You've got Traore now, but you've also got the double duo of Costin Cav as well. Who have we gone for? Uh, Gordy, I'll go back to you for right wing. I was, I was quite conflicted here and I've kind of slightly taken this player out of their natural position to put them there. Um, I've gone for Matt Jarvis. Okay. Um, just because Bakri Sakai couldn't not pick. Mm. The other person I considered was Costa, um, yeah. just because of that unbelievable season that he had. But then, you know, if I went with Costa, I'm almost going with the same logic that, you know, Dave Edwards, you know, if if he's having a good season, we're not. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily yeah, make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. Whereas Matt Jarvis, first player that we've had play for England, mm. you know, in, in God knows how long, he he just used to, th- he, he was just a thrilling footballer to watch, I think. At I was annoyed he... Capello put him on the right wing though. On yeah, because he did. He, he wasn't able to do anything. And that was, game was it's not his, and he was never that good on the right wing. And no, it, was. yeah, and it, it does bug me a little bit that yeah. put him there. But he could not feature in the team yeah. for me. The yeah. last two seasons in the Premier League, he was the only good thing we had mm. to really you know look for at times. And him and Stephen Fletcher linking up, yeah. seemingly yeah. creating goals all the time. And he had that thing where he would like Troy does now. He'll slow the play down. And then go on a run. He was so fast. And he always goes past them. He yeah. had two players on him straight away. Go both ways. Yeah. Right, left, whichever way it was. But yeah, he was brilliant. great. Uh, Jordan, your right winger? Same as Gully. I've, okay. I've, I've put Matt Jarvis at yeah. the right wing. Like, begrudgedly. Like, she couldn't drop Sacco. Couldn't yeah. not leave him <laughs> in the team. But, same reasons. Like, I've never... With Jarvis, he was in that dogged, turgid Premier League team we had. He was the only bright light sort of thing. Like, that was the out ball. Mm. And... Like you're right there, what you're saying. Like I've never known someone. I mean, he never used to do a step over or anything. He no. literally every time you knew he was just going to slow it down, slow them down, and then he just hit the accelerator and he's yeah. gone. Yeah. He's on the byline, and, and they couldn't cope it. with and it. Yeah. You know what he was doing? And there was that game. I think we did lose it in the end um, at home to Stoke, and I can't remember who the right back was. Now it might have been Ryan Shotton. Um, oh yeah. And he absolutely like the first fifteen. We went one nil up. It could have been a penalty as well. And like the first, like literally tore him a new one. <laughs> We end up losing surprisingly, but <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah. Every time I watched him, I thought, well, I, I didn't know how people didn't know that he was just going to yeah, slow you yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. I was like, surely you just yeah. you know yeah. what he's doing, yeah. It, but, but in almost the same way 
you get that feeling when Adama picks up the ball at the moment. Yeah. You used to get that with Jarvis. Yeah, you did. When he was anywhere near the penalty area, he squared up with a fullback. You just thought, go on, just, yeah, just do go it. On, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got him, yeah. Get, and he'd always get his crossing as well. Yeah, yeah. The quality was generally quite good. And I know, for my pick, I know that it was in a quite a bad team, but I went for Costa just mm. because of, again, he was just so way ahead of everybody else in that team yeah. but he was he, some of the stuff was, was magical he didn't I remember that goal against Cardiff he was a when he got yeah. the goalkeeper and the defender on, on the ass straight yeah. away the Liverpool running the cup as well and you oh, think he just put that, 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 back. that was goal that was goal that, of the well that would have been that would have been <laughs> one of the greatest FA Cup, FA oh. cup goals ever if that yeah. had gone in but it's just you know and yeah okay it was like Sacco the previous season where the idea was give the ball to Costa and he'll do everything else. And we, if he, he got injured in that last few games, we probably would have gone down. But I just thought Costa for me. Yeah, okay. When we when Nuno came in, he basically became the small fish in a big pond. He there was other players that came out before him, but he was great for me. But Jarvis, I think, is the the winner on that round. Absolutely. That we'll we'll go over this team in a second. But that midfield is looking really good. Yeah. I'm loving the midfield. Right up front, <laughs> uh, two strikers. People over the years, you've got Dickos, you've got your Doyles, uh, you might put Lee Griffiths in there maybe, uh, people like Europhobies. Just for the Lee Hughes celebration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've got Europhobies, you've got your Stephen Fletchers, and we've got the two men up front at the moment. But uh, Jordan, who is your, your two picks? Two picks. So this was relatively straightforward. Well, the first one was relatively straightforward, and that was Raul. Yeah. Just because, well, neither team all, just yeah. great man, great player. We all know that. Um, and then sort of a little bit begrudgingly, I thought about ability-wise here because we've had so many great strikers. Uh, well, say great strikers. We've had, we've had some real shit ones as well, let's be honest. <laughs> but we've had a few, you know, and for me, again, begrudgingly, I've gone with Stephen Fletcher. And I only yeah. say that because of how he left the club. Yeah. But as a player, he was like he was like a bit of a maverick. Like in that, again, in that McCarthy team where it was like, yeah, we, we were very pragmatic. We were very, you know, rigid and mm. stuff. Fletcher, every time Fletcher got the ball, you almost got that sense of right. He could do something here. He was he was a real neat player. He just felt like a different class in that team. Yeah, yeah. and he came at a time where McCarthy had run Doyle into the absolute ground. Like that season or before Fletcher come in, I've never known like a striker start playing like he was just all of a sudden running to the right corner flag or the left corner flag mm. every time a defender got the ball. So he was like, well, no, one's, I've got to do that. I'll chase mm. it down there. And I think Fletcher came into the team and without those uh, scars, as it were. <laughs> And um, yeah, he just he changed he changed our team for mm. those couple seasons. And like I say, how he left wasn't great. All the oh my head's gone when he's at the cinema eating his well drinking an ice blast. But <laughs> football and ability, I think him and Jimenez would have actually complement each other yeah. really well. I've gone for both the same. I've gone for both the same anyway. Yeah. Well, in okay. that moment of madness, yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was just different class, absolute different class. I remember that was also say. I remember when. He couldn't get in the team for ages, or he came on and you just thought, oh, it's he not going to work. He like the right him. wing, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I think it was another one in McCarthy. Just you know, <laughs> another blast from the past. Yeah. The, the way he treated Freddie Eastwood, I think at certain times, just wasn't quite working hard enough no. for him. No, no. But you knew Fletcher had a goal in him, regardless. I think the one thing that got me with Fletcher was um, his first touch. Yeah, would yeah. always mm. be dead on regardless of how the ball was coming into him he was a really technically good footballer yeah. and I always saw because of the way he he seemed to feed off scraps really in, in our team mm. but he'd always be scoring 10 to 12 goals yes. every time every season that he was with us I think so you know 
if he was in a better team with more chances, mm. his movement in the box was good. He was really good in the air, peeling off the uh, fullback and yep. getting yep. into positions for Jarvis to cross to him. He could have had a much better career again. Oh, I think if but- you put him in that team, I know we've gone back to three four three, but last season we were playing three five two, and we wouldn't drop Jota again. But hypothetically, you put Jimenez and Fletcher up there. I think he'd have got as many as mm. Jimenez personally, because he was that good. I thought he was that good, yeah. and I think in that team he'd have he'd have scored a bucket. Load. I think it, it was when Doyle got injured. I think in one of the Premier League years, and that was when his moment shone. Because I think it was when we were fighting relegation in the second season of the Premier League, yeah. and he kept getting goals every single time. I yeah. remember that goal against West Brom, yeah. at the three-one. But yeah, for me, it was just a different. Goal. And it's unfortunate with how that all transpired. Because he could have thought, well, how how far could he have Let's gone? Let's be honest, we went down. He was too good for that level. Yeah, I'm not going to begrudge him leaving. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's not like we got uh, you know a small fee for him either. So, in the end, what's happened to his career? It's uh, it's not quite been what it could have been. He chose uh, Sunderland, and uh, it's like a footballer's graveyard that club. Yeah. So, um, but we got, I think we got a good couple of years service out of him. I don't think we can begrudge him any any kind of departure from the club right? and he's doing okay at Sheffield Wednesday he started scoring yeah. goals again yeah. now um, Steve Bruce must just be the striker whisperer or something <laughs> I don't know um, maybe you should have a word with Wesley yeah. but um, yeah he's a, again having had a few years of not having Premier League football I think he's uh, he's found his level now but uh, really enjoyed watching him play right gents we have the not so definitive team of the decade there it wasn't so painful actually I thought negotiations might have got really tense no pull an all nighter all the Chinese in <laughs> just run it down run it down for us so today. this Go is on. the our fan cast not so definitive team of the season team of the decade sorry Akimi in goal a back four a Douglas Steers Ricketts and Doc midfield Sacco Matinho K-Mac and Jarvis and up front Jimenez and Fletcher now bar that defence that front line in their peak, that's pretty good. That is oh, yeah, pretty I'm good. That team. Yeah. I mean, the defence, oh, maybe. I don't is, know. Is that team staying up in the Premier League? This, well, I in the peaks? I think so. yeah. There's some dross in there. There yeah. is, yeah. Managed yeah. by Nuno. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. I think, yeah. Oh, well, we have to have a manager of the decade. Yeah, well, so. well, well, it's Nuno. <laughs> Do we? <isn't> it? yeah. <laughs> but that, that, I mean, the defence, you're thinking, mm, but that team stays up, surely. That team gets... Dare I say mid-table? Uh, maybe we need to give ourselves a little bit more credit. We've had some decent players. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's not all been doom and gloom <laughs> over the last 10 years. So. so there is. That's our team of the decade. Let us know yours at WWFC Fancast on Twitter, Facebook, Wolves Fancast, or email us podcast at wallsfancast.com and tell us what your team was with those rules. Three players from a generation of teams and a four four two formation. Right. We're going to have a break now. And after the break... Worst team of the decade. The real fun stuff. The fun stuff. And the best and worst moments as well. See you in a sec. Escape your every day with out-of-this-world action. From the gritty apocalypse of the Walking Dead universe to the cyberpunk realm of The Watch and the criminal underbelly of Gangs of London, AMC Plus is more than entertaining. It's epic. Feel all the chills and thrills with Shudder's Halfway to Halloween Month. Experience Shudder's biggest month of horror featuring a new season of Creepshow and new movie premieres every week, all available ad-free and on demand. Start your free trial today at amcplus.com. (laughs) 
Hey everyone, it's David here. Now, you already know by now if I'm on the show or I'm not on the show and my voice is here, you know, one of those silly ghost things. Anyway, I'm just here to say um, we've got a lovely website and our friends over at Pixel Yeti Media do that. And if you're looking for web design or your business needs a new logo or a bit of marketing, go take a look at pixelyetimedia.com. And also, they're not just web designers, they're also a creative agency that cover all your design needs from websites to brochures and signage to marketing, logo design and branding. So, take a moment after this podcast and go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Right, we've done the team of the decade. Now it's time for the worst team of the decade. Now, I've, I've just put a team out. Maybe we just all go through our teams and just see what we all came <laughs> up with. I'm going to just throw it out there. I'll throw mine out there firstly. I've gone for the same rules, four four two. I mean, the whole three-players generation, mate, I just threw that out the window, really. Uh, so, worst team, Lonergan and goal. Back four of Halford, Casper Gorks, Roger Johnson and Borthwick Jackson. Uh, a midfield of Ola John, O'Hara, Prince Anoway, is it Prince, was it Prince Anoway? Anoway, that's Anangi. it. And Jermaine Pennant, and a forward line of Jake Casty and Yannick Sankbo. That was my worst team of the decade. Uh, Jordan, what did you go for on yours? You know what? I forgot all about Cameron Borfoot Jackson. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's he's worse than my left back here. Actually, thinking about it, so I looked at it and I've probably burst out laughing about 10 times trying to go through some of these players bear in mind Annie Lonergan is now a Liverpool goalkeeper yeah and he's going to win a Premier League medal I'm sure <laughs> that he's going to co- he still didn't get on against that uh, Villa side no, no. <laughs> he went, he's gone out to Qatar he? yeah he's, he's there just sudden himself, it's, yeah. it's, all, it's his ultimate revenge isn't it when he gets that Premier League medal but I'll put, uh, he's, he's my worst goalkeeper yeah. of the decade I don't think there's any argument with that but mm. I actually searched him on Instagram to have a look and like yeah he's there with cl- like, arms around Salah and Klopp and you're like mate what have you done like you've got <laughs> some dirt on someone you have I don't know how the hell he's there but anyway he's there let's leave him to it so I've gone with Greg Alford Roger Johnson Casper mm. Gorks and I'm going to I forgot all about Cameron Borfield Jackson I put Des Lands in there but you know what he was just a young lad no I'm going Cameron Borfield Jackson I <laughs> completely agree with you okay we've all got the same back foot alright like, exactly, okay like, okay yeah, a man who come with like so much potential, his attitude was clearly evidently wrong. So my midfield four, that's where it gets funny. Um, so I've got Majangi Beer. Oh, I remember him. Tongo Dumbia. Yes. Okay. Was he yeah. That bad? He had. Do you remember that first ever game when people caught, were calling him the Oyotori of the Championship? Yeah, he was yeah. that good, and then he did go off a cliff no, at that yeah. point. No, he was yeah poor for me, especially yeah. the fee we paid at the time. Yeah. Like, you know, no, Eggy Johnson. Yeah, good old yeah. good old Eggy. Yeah. And then left wing, I've gone Razak Bakari because we never saw him. He was supposed to be better than Sacco, wasn't he? That was what the rumour going round. Apparently. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, yeah. yeah. Someone might be able to tell us he's probably French stopped, football. He's stopped, I, I, yeah. I, feel, I feel like it's, it's quite harsh to put a player who literally couldn't bring himself <laughs> yeah, to play. Yeah. Yeah. Three I'm so sorry for yeah. him, though, because he finally came back from injury after a year and he had that, I think, a reserve game against Fulham and he got injured the same injury after like 10 yeah. minutes. You're like, oh, jeez. Yeah, just for the price tag, he's had to go in there because I okay. still can't tell you how good he was. Forward line. This is where it gets funny because I could have put about 10 in. Um, so I've gone with Grant Holt. Yeah, wrestler Grant Holt. Yeah, wrestler Grant Holt. Yeah. And I was thinking about games I've seen live and one of the worst performances I ever saw was Wigan away when Carl Emery got sent off and that's when we brought Marcus Bent off the bench. 
Yes. And my yeah. God, absolute cart horse when we got him. Yeah. So I've gone with them too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a notable few that you could mention in there, but yeah, those are my two. Okay, Gully. So you say you've got the same defence. Yeah, so I've got Lonergan in goal, Halford, Johnson, Gorks, and Borthwick Jackson. Yeah. Um, Jermaine Pennant. Yeah. Uh, okay. That wide. Um, Eggett Johnson in the middle with Tommy Rowe. Yeah. I thought, I thought Tommy Rowe was dreadful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Frank Nuble. Oh, sticking yeah. Sticking on the left. Yeah, sticking him on the left. Okay. Wing. Was he a striker? He was a striker, kind of wide forward kind of thing. He was just dreadful. Yeah. Uh, clack. I mean, yeah. Clack yeah. was his. Clack. his yeah. yeah. Hashtag clack. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've gone, apologies, Dave, Paul Gladden. Oh, no, no, I'm happy with that. You, as long as you're not he's, the, a cult, the one. he's cult hero, though, and he he's Gladden. cult hero, Gladden. And it was, it was more when he had that interview on Dutch TV when he said he, his wages doubled now because <laughs> they got afraid. Yeah. I was like, yeah, fair play, fair yeah. play. We'd all do yeah. that. Do you reckon he owns Schiffner Ball, you know? It's, I'm sure they've got a table to. Oh, well, he can afford to. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Those wages are doubled. I'm sure he owns it. Okay, yeah, yeah I mean, I put Gladden, Gladden on there. Ball. I put Gladden up there. I mean, yeah. that's. So. I think we could actually make a team out of this because we've got a lot of the same suggestions. So wow. the goalkeeper, the defence, um, yeah. Johnson and Pennant have been unanimous decisions. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So we just need a unanimous decision on um, two, another central, maybe another central midfielder, another winger, and then the two strikers. I can't get behind the Dumbia one. I've got to be okay. honest because yeah. I thought he, he showed he was a decent player yeah. at times. Mm. Yeah, that's, fa- that's fair enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I had. Um, my two were O'Hara. O'Hara, I think, was actually all right so in the early days. Well, yeah. for that six months he was on loan, he yeah. was great. And then he got his contract to need yeah. table. Uh, I got Prince, I had Prince in there as one of my centre midfielders. Who, do, who else did you have on that? I had Eggy. And Eggy. I, had, I had Dumbia. Um, Dumbia. More so just because he flattered to deceive. Who did you have in your centre mid? Tommy Pop- Rowe. Tommy Rowe. So uh, out of Prince, Rowe and Dumbia, let's pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the worst of a bad bunch on this one? <laughs> wow, wow. Um, I think we've all got um, got their virtues, haven't they? Onyange scored a couple of goals, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So we're giving him maybe the credit that he scored goals. Yeah. Did Tommy Rowe score a goal? Tommy Rowe was just shit. Where he used to play <laughs> loads of different positions and he was shit everywhere. I, 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 honestly, you, I, I actually remember, because uh, I think you mentioned the group earlier, Peterborough. Peter when he was captain. Yeah. He was captain and he was a decent player then. I thought They had a good team though, not, that he's team. Not a bad player to yeah. take. Uh, and when we signed him, I actually thought, actually, for <laughs> first season back in the championship, squad player, yeah. not a bad option to have because he can do a, diff- a number of different jobs. Turned out he could not do any job that he wanted to do <laughs> on the football pitch. And he was. I, I just remember being infuriated seeing him yeah. play, to be honest. Like, okay. It really, really pissed me off. I'm. I'm- Inclined to go row. Yeah, this. I could see how angry Gully's getting. Yeah. So you know, you know, you know, when you don't pick him, I'm going to throw You know, when someone's passionate about it, you've got to let them have it. So okay, yeah, and then an- another winger then. Because I had, so who, I had Ola John. We've gone for Pennant. Ola John was my other winger. We've got Frank Newblay is one of them. Yeah, and Although, then I guess yeah, he's not really a winger. So what do you go for on your Majangi beer? Majangi beer. Oh, I love. He was my cult hero then. Majangi beer. Funnily enough, both of them have amazing YouTube compilations. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Ola, Ola John at Reading was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe you signed him. Yeah, and like, I, when you watched him, you're like, yeah. somewhere, who is this guy? Somewhere in this house, I still have Majang. When they did the Kitman sale, uh, John Meek used to do the show because he knew I was a kind of a strange cult hero of Majangi beer. Got me Majangi beer's training top. I've still got that somewhere. I'm going to get it signed. 
one day. Isn't he the player that looks really, really old now for his age as well? Wasn't there a photo going around last season? I don't know. Of him, he looks like he's in his but 40s, but he's only 29. He was a Belgian international? Yes. At some point. We brought him Whether in, it was before or after, yes, I'm not sure. We brought him in with Guardiola. Guardiola. Yeah. yeah, we did. And it was Guardiola who actually made the impact. Yeah. So really, it's Majanji Bainola, John. And I think I know where we're going to go. Unfortunately, my Cortero is going to get put in the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Gaffer's power, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. He's, was, well, I can't argue with Ola yeah, being Given that you own some of his memorabilia. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 So Majanji Boy is in there. Now, the two strikers then. We need to pick two strikers. I mean, it could be anybody, but again, it's... Holt is... Holt's one. Holt yeah. one. Yeah. Two okay, Holt. so we're putting Holt in. And the other one then. I've got Cassidy and Sagbo as my two. Cassidy. They're both shit. It's like Cassidy was Dean Saunders' love child, wasn't yeah. he, at one but point? But he, he yeah. went on loan to Tramir, didn't he? Wasn't he did he top, really well. Wasn't he top yeah. scorer in League One yeah. at, when we were in the Championship? So Dean Saunders thought, let's recall him and start him <laughs> immediately. This guy's going to bang in the goals for me. Okay, I so think it was the Welsh thing as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, possibly. Who did you go for up front? So I went with Holt. And then, yeah. like I said, I've got a whole list of them. But I did go with Marcus Bent for that. He was okay. just for the worst live performance I've ever seen. So Bent's one, I think Gladden's one, yeah, Sagbo's one. Gladden, Gladden, I just remember him falling over against Burton. Well, he got clacked, clacked, clacked. Was that, is that what I'm remembering? Yeah, he, he got, got, he got I'm, maybe I'm being harsh. Yeah, because <laughs> all I just remember him is being on the floor and not doing very much in that and game. And I think, didn't he come all. on against Wigan away as well when we lost? I think Prince did score the, that yeah, game. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people saying he was terrible that and that's all we well. saw of him apparently he once scored a hat-trick in a reserve game but yes. was still awful <laughs> yeah yeah the, okay. said the, the other team members basically said he does nothing else <laughs> he was just awful dare I say I think we're going to have to put Paul Gladden in this team <laughs> yeah I mean it, I won't be, it wouldn't be fantastic without Gladden somewhere no. would it so, yeah. no, so Gladden's going, going I'm happy with how that. the hell can you score a hat-trick and still be the worst player on the <laughs> so team? this is the worst team of the decade by fancast Lonergan in goal Halford Gorks Johnson Borthwick Jackson uh, midfielder Majanji Boyer, Tommy Rowe, Eggett Jonsson and Jermaine Pennant and up front Grant Holt and Paul Gladden. Now, where does that team survive? Which league? I don't think it does. That just goes I just don't think it does. Straight to conference. That might not be a football league team. <laughs> Gen- genuinely, that, that might not be a football league team. What is the name? The standard chance with Greg, Hel- Greg Halford's long throws into the centre-halves. Yeah. For well, there's two bean poles yeah. at centre-half, actually. Yeah. What is the name? I don't, I don't know if he's still on our books. What is the name of the German... Defender that we've got that's been constantly injured. Is he still on our oh, books? Um, oh, I know you're on about the right back, aren't you? Yeah, like Offo. Oh, Offo. Is yeah. he still on our books? Don't think so. He's like down in the third division of like the, oh. the German. We never know. even got to see him play. No. He played in a reserve game and scored when he got fit, and he was amazing. Everyone's like, "Oh, this he's great." And he was stupidly quick. Yeah, like, really, really quick. And um, we'll never know. We'll never know. No. And we'll never know who's the manager on that. Or is it obvious? Well, I don't think you can. He must not be named. Yeah, I feel like, uh, right. We've got the best and the worst team again. Let us know your your worst team. Twitter, Facebook, email podcast at wallsfancast.com and let us know what your worst team is. Gentlemen, well, we've still got time. Let's move on to some of our highlights and lowlights of the last 10 years. Promotions, relegations, big wins, big defeats, on and off the pitch, upheaval and great moments. Anybody want to kick off? Because I mean, I saw a video going around on Twitter today about um, Rudy's two, well, the two pound saves against Cardiff. I kind of completely forgot about it. It wouldn't be made to be up there, but that was probably the weirdest emotional two minutes as a Wolves fan. It, it was it, well. It was obviously a great moment, um, but it was one of the, like you say, it was a surreal moment. Like you're thinking, yeah. it happened, and you were still. So I didn't go to that game, unfortunately. Watching it at home, and I didn't move for about five minutes, thinking, 
He was just trying to digest it all, yeah. and then you had all the the warlock telling Nuno to fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, and you watched it all unfold. And you're like, right, hang on. That, uh, every, yeah, right, we've won. Like warlocks on the pitch acting like warlock. How many teams give away two penalties in the space of two minutes in injury time and as well? Win. And still win. It's like you, we've, written, <laughs> we've written the script for goal four, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. Like, it's ridiculous drama. It was yeah, such an unbelievable moment. And well, how the hell you missed the second one? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, but let's yeah, get let's we, get low lights out of the way. Okay. Real dark moments. I mean, high, you know, one highlights ones that stick out. The five-one defeat to to Baggies at home. Um, relegation Lute, to League Lute One. Looting in the FA Cup. Looting in the FA yeah. Cup. I remember we played. Gillingham away in League One. Yeah, lost one 0 and that was, re- and they scored in the last second, and that was really, yeah. really bad. The, yeah. wall, the Warsaw one 0 at home in that season as well. Yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. was that the uh, Johnson's paint trophy yes. or something? I think yeah. when someone hacked the Warsaw Twitter account and put yeah like about the, the inbred thing yeah. and all that. Yeah, stuff off the pitch as well. Uh, Carl Akimi when he was dying nice with Akimi yeah. as well, which was such a dark day as well. Um, any of those? What, any of those really stick out as the low lines? I mean, the baggies one really still for me. Troy Deeney penalty. Yeah. Oh, the Watford game in general, yeah, the yeah. FA Cup semi final. That was heartbreaking, and that will still yeah. go with this for many years. Yeah. Well, I went to I went to the NFL uh, in November, and that was my first first time back to Wembley since that dark day. Yeah. And I still just. I still went. I was looking at Wembley, and I couldn't look at it in like I couldn't enjoy it. I was like, you know what? This was. I think that was. The worst day of my life, Gen- genuinely. I just felt all the hope and being tuned up and that the way we threw it away. It's hard to say with Remem- this team being so good, but it's just oh. Remembering how me. you felt at the two distinct times on on footballing side, the Baggies defeat or the West well, Watford defeat. What is worse? How you felt at the time? Because I know that with Watford it's still a bit raw, but Baggies must have felt yeah, because I think as bad. Well, that season we ended up getting relegated as yeah, well, yeah. didn't we? And oh, it's just. Though, and we we haven't played them since. No, and that's what. And, and we're, it's going to be a new decade. Still, yeah, it's still you know, rankles. I, I'm one that I'd rather be playing West Brom than mm. you know. I would as well. Yeah, I'd much rather enjoy the the idea of playing against them. I just have that chance to get back at them now. Mm. It needs to happen soon, and, and hopefully ha- next yeah. season. And with how our team is developing as well, yeah. Would you take an uh, just a scruffy one 0 win? Over no, just I would. Go- I'd want to beat them five nil. So you wouldn't get over it until that a similar score. I'm only saying this because I feel like it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but would you fully get over that result if it was greater or equal of that result, or would you take a a two nil win and be like, yeah, okay, we've we've beaten them now, we've got that, that no, off our back. It's going to have to be five nil at the Hawthorns. Yeah. 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 Or six nil. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just going to have that goal. I think I think it'll be the like, and again, I'm I'm in Gully's camp here. I hope they do come up this year and seeing them a few times on the sky and stuff like. I do generally think they'll they'll come up this year. There's no two ways about it. Mm, yeah. um, they're no wolves, though, are they? No, they're not. They're not <laughs> us, but you know, they, you know, they've got a decent little team going at the moment. Um, but for me, I think it's rather than just a one-off spanking. I just want to like batter them for years. Like I want like <laughs> ten, ten years every season. Just yeah, so like literally keep them, them afloat. Yeah, just <laughs> literally just want to bully them. Like and just that's like you know torturing someone. But just to the point where they're not oh, dead. No. Yeah, slowly, like yeah, slowly, yeah. just cook them. Yeah, just cook them, and then just <laughs> literally when we're done with them, then toss them in the pit. But 
I would love 10 years of them being in the Premier League and we just win 20 out of 20. I don't want to see Jordan's uh, interrogator in the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the other low light that was worth mentioning was um, the day we lost to Burnley under Dean Saunders. Yes. Because um, I've never seen fan reaction like that it before. Was, it, poisonous was not the word. Um, I knew a dick I will always remember his first goal for Wolves. Um, I always forget that he was in that <laughs> team. Yeah, it's weird to think that yeah. he was actually playing for us at the time, but... Um, yeah, just the desperate kind of nature of it all. Mm. Um, I think football fans have started to realise getting relegated is not the be-all and end-all mm. now. But no, at that not. time, having you know, uh, we've all grown up with Wolves in Championship, First yeah. Division, whatever you want to call it. To think about the idea of us being at a, at a level below beneath yeah. that was yeah. like what exists. Like it's like you're going through a trap door and the, you, there's no way back up yeah. almost you don't even know what's down there what's lurking in the abyss mm. no. it's just and knowing how the club was you just saw yeah. and the way it, yeah it, it was could the way been, it happened could, it could have well. been here for, it could be league one for a while yeah. looked, we looked at teams like uh, Leicester and Leeds yeah. who'd gone down and, and, and gone down for a while yeah. but yeah that was such a weird it was that season for day. me I was and again naively I was like because we've never been in there in our lifetime, so it was like, nah, we're too good. We, on the, we won't go down, we won't go down. I thought, oh, it's just a bit, we'll turn it round. There was a game we played, I think, at home under Saunders. I've got a feeling it was Blackburn at home, and we equalised really late on, and he brought OR off the bench. I think Johnson scored, if I remember rightly. Mm. Um, and I sat there, and I, I come out the ground, I thought, we're doomed. And this was like February, January time. I thought, you know what, we've got no chance with this team. We had... And that 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 was a low moment for mm. me. Not necessarily the burn again where we you know we did go down. It was like that point for me. I was sat there thinking, you know what? I think we're going to go down to League One here. It, it was, that was horrible because we had that little run, didn't we? Like March, April time, when we had about three or four wins in a row. And we thought actually we we'll, we'll be fine here in a second. Yeah, I think if you look back at it, we got one of the highest points totals for a relegated team yeah. ever. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a degree of misfortune about it. I suppose it's it's the same as the season we finished seventh under Jacket with the highest points total of a team that finished outside the playoffs <laughs> yeah. as well so maybe we're just that club that cursed club but I didn't want us to stay up if it meant Saunders mm. staying no, no, 100%, at the club no. either because it, it felt like you know the Scouse Mafia might actually keep him in uh, keep him in charge if he managed to get the job done yeah. well his his, uh, his mantra on day one was getting us into the playoffs wasn't it if I remember oh, rightly yeah. um, so he failed at that but Thankfully, they saw sense. There was a clean slate. And then, talking about highlights, the appointment of Kenny Jackett yeah. was a, a real big day for the club. I mean, there's so many highlights. I mean, Saunders-wise, so many good Saunders chat on the live show. People can still get it. Yep. Just yep. Yeah, go yeah. find it on the archives and still get it. Yeah, highlights, though. I mean, where do you start? Especially just in the last two years. <laughs> so many, isn't there? I think a big highlight for me was, again, that first game in League One at Preston away. And um, again, it was a nil-nil draw, but it was the fact of the, the build-up to it and in the pubs beforehand. And you got into Deepdale, and it was you know the six thousand Wolves fans, and you thought you know what, there's optimism here, mm. and like actually as corny as it is with the strengths in the pack and all that, it, it felt like actually that was a f- the club had come together because I feel like as a fan base we felt like the club had been gutted mm. and Kenny Jackett was going to do something with this team the club had done a lot of work in that summer hadn't they to try and yeah. re-establish links again there was a, there was a programme on uh, the other day on Sky Sports about uh, Man City when they had that one season in the um, Division mm. 2 as it would have yeah. been then you know the playoff final at Wembley yeah. when Dickoff scored there's a documentary about that season that they had and 
it seemed to follow a lot of the way things went for us. You know, it's they were a club similar kind of size, I suppose, at the time, who had a fan base who all just kind of in their demise all came together at once, mm. and you know they had a full stadium every game in League One. It was everybody's cup final mm. to come to Molyneux and everything, but you know they managed to get through it. We obviously did it at Akanta because we had a brilliant manager for that level and uh, put together a brilliant team. Um, but you know, it was, it, you, you look back fondly on that. I think you know, yeah, yeah. It was still a brilliant season to to have that you know to experience definitely. That li- the whole League One season was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. But you know, look at the results of Man United two one at the start of the decade. Adekobi scoring that equaliser. Adekobi and Dahl arguing who scored the second goal. Yeah, probably yeah. still goes on. Yeah, but I think. If you're going to say to me what was, what's probably the most iconic game at Molyneux of the last decade, still the 2 1 against Man United in the FA Cup. Yeah, uh, that'd be mine as well. Yeah. I've yeah, never. I feel like Man United are bitches over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gen- genuinely for me, and anytime the goal comes up on Twitter, the Jota goal on yeah, the Twitter yeah. feed, I have to just keep watching it. And I'll remember just that goal going in and just it was just like a scream wasn't it? Mm. The it noise. Like is, the noise. It's, it's, it's like really deafening. Stinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sticks with me and I'll get like I don't get emotional to tears but I, I can go back to that moment and think you know what that was in that was the best best night of my life it was like a noise you'd, you'd hear at a Europe, like a European game oh yeah, that, yeah. That, like like when Neves scored their goal against Derby I don't remember hearing a noise like that before no. seeing somebody score and I just yeah it, that, that almost felt like again last season was fantastic but that game it felt like you know what we've arrived yeah, now yeah. and it you know we'd, we'd taken points off the big boys up to that point and you know, it was just going to Wembley, and we didn't just beat. We didn't just beat him. We battered him. Yeah, yeah. you see the way Jota celebrates. He just does this weird jump with his just, arms. It's, yeah. it's just pure emotion. Yeah, his body it? doesn't know what to do. Nothing choreographed yeah, yeah. at all. No. It's just, and I think everybody else in the stand was feeling exactly yeah. the same way. It's just a ridiculous release of emotion, mm. which is, uh, you know, just kind of, you want to bottle it up and like kind of take it with you. Your mind just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, to your right. body just can't connect. Yeah. You're like, what? How do I? What do I do here? <laughs> yeah. um, the 10k to MK as well. The one yes. 0 win. Just seeing half of this stadium <laughs> yeah. plastered in. It felt like a cup final going yeah. to that game, and it it was wasn't really a great game. It wasn't it? a great yeah, game at all. No. Liam McIlinden will be uh, forever yeah. in, in our hearts for that moment. Because I think, <laughs> I think MK yeah. nearly equalised right at the end. I think they hit the crossbar or something. In the last couple of minutes, uh, Delhi Ali played that day. If you Did remember. he? Yeah, Jeez. Yeah. Um, and then just other results um, in Europe recently: Besiktas away, yeah. uh, Torino away recently. Torino as well. away, I think, was one of our best performances yeah. of the season, actually, barring the two conceded goals. Mm. But yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and I always remember—I don't know what game it was in League One, but when the squirrel came on the pitch as well. Oh, the Rov six-four, wasn't it? Was that the what, what? No, the squirrel. Oh, the do you squirrel. The squirrel? I we said when the fans... Sorry, I do apologise. Oh, and that was well. Well, we'll talk about Rotherham in a sec, but <laughs> I remember when the squirrel came on the pitch in League One. It was great times. I can't remember that. I think it was against Bolton. <laughs> was it wreaking havoc or something? No, it just came on the pitch and they had to stop the game because there's a squirrel on the pitch. Go back in the archives. It is, it <laughs> is <laughs> there. It happened. I found a picture on my phone. I was trying to find some old pictures of that squirrel on the pitch. It happened. Okay. I know God is like, this didn't happen. It did happen. Let's hope, hope it was all right. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, but the, the, four, the 6-4 against Rotherham as well. Just mental. What a, it was just an incredible I game. Am, I've, I've got to bring it up. Our penchant for invading the pitch <laughs> <laughs> at every given opportunity. Yeah. 
it, it's, it really pisses me off, I've got to be honest. Yeah. We're just a little bit too excitable at times. Because we'd, we'd, <laughs> we'd secure promotion the week before and against Crew, I think, away. And then I yeah, think yeah. It, it was yeah. that game where people were like, well, I wanted that moment. Yeah. I'm going to have that moment today. <laughs> But it was just, it was the moment when Jacobs hits the sign netting. <laughs> just floods on. And I remember, I think the, the PA announced, had to, um, had to do an announcement after Ricketts' goal, saying, if you come on the pitch again, no, after McDonald's goal, if you come on the pitch again, the game will be abandoned. Yeah. And three points will go to I Rocky. think I remember when, was McDonald's the last goal? Yes. When he scored, he almost instantly just ran, ran away. Yeah. <laughs> he had no chance to actually celebrate the goal. He just get away as soon as possible. Uh, but there was there is that picture of McDonald's celebrating with all the fans behind him. And that, that's like an iconic picture of yeah, the yeah. decade. But that was a great, because we dominated that game. We were 4-1 up. And then, um, who was it that Rotherham they had? That, that's Kieran Agard. Kieran Agard got the hat trick. Two hat tricks yeah. in that yeah. game, which is uh, unheard of as well. And then uh, Ricketts goal, which was his first goal that yeah, season yeah. as well. And I think it was a peach of a goal. So if I remember rightly, that him scoring that goal meant that every player that played outfield for Wolves that season scored a goal. Yeah, for Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Kind of yeah. like, was it two seasons ago with Cody when he scored the penalty? Yes, it was yeah. something yeah. that as well, yeah. Um, that was a really good try, though. Yeah, such a good goal. One of my favourite games, just yeah. for the anarchy of that whole day. Yeah. How we went to and throw. Yeah, so uh, so just, good, guys. It's not cool to pitch invade. <laughs> no. <laughs> anybody? Anybody <laughs> else? Any personal highlights of the um, decade on and off the pitch? I mean, foes and buying walls, surely. Yeah, is a highlight. It Jeff Shee as a whole. He's yeah, just, a, it's just one great moment. I just remember being at work and seeing this story. There was a rumor going. Oh, there was a rumor going. Around this this guy called Lopetegui is going to become the wall. I was like, wow, I have no idea yeah, who this guy yeah. was. And I thought, oh, he must be some coach at Real Madrid, like you know, like an assistant coach. And then it just picked up from there. And you were, at first, you're like, oh, this is just clickbait. This is this is not going to happen. And as the days went, you thought, this is happening. We're going to get bought by <laughs> multi-billionaire Chinese owners. But if you remember rightly, um, Guillaume Balaguer was. Um he kept plugging this uh, other uh, guy who eventually went on to buy Inter. Robert Lee or Robin Lee, yeah. yeah. And uh, Gilliam was playing that Twitter crowd yeah, he? Totally, so much. Totally. He knew <laughs> what he was doing there. But I, I remember feeling slightly disappointed when it wasn't him initially. Because yeah. we'd been built up to this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then Fosen coming, you're like, well, who's, who's Fosen then? And then the rest is history. No, well, the rest is history, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it, Jordan, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say um, the FA Cup. Liverpool game at Anfield. Yes. Oh, yes. So, what a day. Because we weren't expecting that at all, were we? No, no. So, a bit of a story with that is, my, my old man's a Liverpool fan, so I was actually in the Liverpool end for that game. <laughs> right, so, to paint the picture, I'm in the, I'm in the cop as well. Oh, okay, so, okay. obviously, <coughs> Steam um, has put his header in, um, my dad's just looked at me and I've and I've just looked at him and thought, right, okay. Well, we've got 89 minutes to survive here. <laughs> like, it don't matter, you know. And then, um, yeah, it was just when when Vyman scored, like, I, I, I jumped up in the cop and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, everyone's looking at me, I was like, oh, bollocks. Like, uh, and I stopped and my dad was like, my dad was going, oh, just shut up, sit down, shut up, will you? And obviously, Black and Jackson comes through and yeah. thinking, Oh, oh, there's two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, for the rest of the game, just yeah, just had to sit on my hands and uh, not say anything. But to be there, again, I wish I was at the opposite end of the ground, but to be there and witness that, it was it was that Lambert team as well. Yeah, like, yeah, generally, yeah. I thought we were going to get absolutely pummeled. We started George Savile and Lee Evans. Yes. yes. Connor Cody right back. Harry Burgoyne played as well. Yeah. He? It's just... Such a mishmash of a team. It was just the, the Vyman no-look goal yeah. as well. 
so good to get away with that. I, the one thing I one regret I have about that game was uh, when John Daddy had that run. Um, oh, he scored at the end. At the end. Oh, and he caught yeah. right, it on his left from the halfway line. I just thought <laughs> I wish he'd scored that because everyone was just willing him to score it at that point, wasn't weren't they? Yeah, that'd be an iconic moment. No, yeah. the, the yeah. Um, Icelandic clap at Anfield. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for. He never scored at home, did he, John Daddy? But John Daddy Budvarsson. No, he didn't. He always had to do the clap. Yeah, which you could tell after a while was a bit like, <laughs> right, okay, I'll, <laughs> do this, I'll do this again. Sure, like, like we'd like, we'd like draw a game on all. He and went like, go on then. <laughs> do it. He went on that ridiculous goal drought. And I was at the game where he scored his. He ended the drought at Bristol City away, mm. which has been ripped apart by Tammy Abraham. Um, and it was just such a non-event. <laughs> like, oh, he scored and he still didn't get to do the clap anymore. I remember that Liverpool game. I, I went away with some mates. It was one of my mates' birthday. We went away somewhere. To, I think his, his, his parents had, his, had a free house. We went to the, and we went. And I said, oh, you know, the Wolves Liverpool games on. Let's watch it. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to watch They all said, no, we're not going to watch it. We're going to go through this big walk in the mountains. Right, okay. So we went for this big walk in the mountains. Checked the score. My dad texted me 1-0. Oh, it's 1-0. Yeah, that's good. I remember... We got to this top of this mountain. There was some like really shady, abandoned like farmhouse <laughs> next to, and we just put the radio on and we heard it when Vyman scored. And we were all three of us like celebrating in this field. There's no one for miles and miles. <laughs> and I remember get, we got we finished the walk, got back to the pub. It just finished, and I just remember turning to all my mates, going, "Yep, yeah, a good walk. Yep, a good walk. <laughs> that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, just missed that. Yeah. Um, any of those before we round this up at all?" Any other games or I mean, moments? I mentioned it earlier, but uh, Jarvis playing for England, I think, yes. it was a big moment yeah. uh, for the club. I mean, the only one in our lifetime. Yeah. Who, well, and I suppose Bully was was kind of you know back in mm. a certain generation, this generation really. But um, yeah, really big moment. Mm. Really strange to see someone potentially. Yeah, you know, we've got the idea of Connor Cody maybe playing for England soon, but just not something you've ever contemplated no. as a Wolves fan. Um, no. Yeah, it might make me want to support England at some point. Who knows? But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's been those games last season, you know, with Spurs away, Chelsea at home. I mean, there's been and Liverpool at home in the FA Cup as well. You know, it's just been some great times. But it's more been the latter half of this decade. It's yeah. it's done well. Dave, let's just say, ten years time, I think we're gonna have a few episodes to mark. The whole moment of the decade. Yeah, kind of, uh, it's going to be the Champions League takeover. Yeah, yeah. When we've got that back to back, back to back Champions League wins, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to do a whole series of episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Mat- remember, that, remember that time when uh, you know Dimitri scored the winner in the Champions League final? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Martino was manager. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three Premier League titles to all. Yeah. Uh, right, that's where we'll leave everybody. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow us all week on social. Uh, just type in Wolfsfankers. You find us there. Um, and just let us know what your moments, teams of the decades, worst moments. We like like to see them. Twitter, Facebook, uh, type in Wolves Fancast or podcasts at wolvesfancast.com. Email us in. We would like to know your stories. Gents, 10 years has been good. wonder what the next 10 years will bring. Trophies, trophies, trophies. trophies. Or League Two. You never know. Oh, <laughs> it is Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For this podcast special, bye from Jordan. Goodbye. Bye from Gully. Goodbye. Bye from me. See you next time.